Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Powderhorn Guns and Archery on board with us this morning. Uh, Brian is in. Jordan is out. That's Brian Mays. And, of course, Kelsey is in, as always. Kelsey, you had to bring Brian, really? I did. There's I needed nobody the good else? help today. Yeah? I needed the good help. You needed the good help. Oh, Brian, welcome. How are you? Doing outstanding, Gary. How have you been? Doing very well. Well, the Democrats are at it again. Jim Jordan was uh, on the floor of the House, and he said this. For years, the Democrats told us we're not coming for your guns. Oh, yes, they are. Let's be clear. The Second Amendment is as clear as possible, and that's their beef. The Second Amendment says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But they don't care. In fact, the sponsor of this legislation said so in committee. He said, quote, spare me the BS about constitutional rights. They don't care about that fundamental liberty law-abiding citizens in this country enjoy. And they're coming for your firearms. Six weeks ago, it was the red flag law. You know, where someone who doesn't like you can report you to law enforcement or to a judge. There's a hearing that you can't be at. Your counsel can't be present. You haven't been charged with the crime, but they can take your firearm. They can take your property. They can take away your Second Amendment liberties. And then you have to petition for a subsequent hearing to get that right back. And you have done nothing wrong and have not been charged with the crime. Then House Democrats passed the unconstitutional legislation that said 18 to 20-year-olds can't purchase a firearm. They can fight for our country, but they can't purchase a firearm. And today, today they're coming for your guns. 24 million of them. That's right, 24 million AR-style rifles are in the hands of law-abiding Americans today as we speak, and those individuals will not be able to sell or transfer that property. In the Heller case, the Supreme Court made clear that the Second Amendment protects firearms in common use at the time. During the markup, during the markup, Representative Bishop asked the chairman, quote, if, if it is, is it the point of the bill to ban weapons that are in common use in the United States today? And the chairman said, the problem is that they are in common use. Yes, that's, so this is the goal, and this is why it's unconstitutional. It couldn't be any clearer. Democrats don't care what the Constitution says. Fortunately, courts are correctly applying the Constitution. Last week, a federal district court judge in Colorado who was appointed by President Obama issued a temporary restraining order against the town of Superior, Colorado to prevent it from implementing an assault weapon ban. The judge wrote, plaintiffs have stated that semi-automatic weapons, as well as magazines that hold more than 10 rounds, are commonly used by law-abiding citizens for lawful purposes and therefore cannot be banned. And guess what this bill will do? It won't make, it won't make communities safer, won't make them safer at all. In fact, in the Heller case, the Supreme Court said Second Amendment protects firearms in common use at the time and also said this, quote, for lawful purposes like self-defense. Three weeks ago, three weeks ago, July 7th, 2022, a Florida homeowner used his AR-style rifle when individuals forcibly entered his home. After the homeowner opened fire, the individuals immediately fled. When asked if the homeowner would face charges, the Escambia County Sheriff Chip Simmons said, quote, absolutely not. The homeowner is protecting himself, and in Florida, you can do that. You can protect yourself.
Democrats tried this ban before, it didn't work. It won't work now. And it, you know what it will do? It'll make communities, I think, less safe. What will make communities safer, though, is if Democrats stop defunding the police, stop cashless bail, start prosecuting criminals. They're taking away firearms used for self-defense by law-abiding Americans. This bill is wrong. It will make communities, I think, less safe, and it's unconstitutional. For years, the That, unfortunately, didn't stop the Democrats in the House of Representatives. Uh, Brian, is there a chance, do you think there's a Republican who might cave uh, and let that through the Senate? <clears throat> I certainly hope not, but... Uh history has has not been favorable in that in that regard there's been a few times in the past when they have well i mean we get the red flag law thing i mean that that is just so incredibly frustrating we're not looking at the people we're looking at the tool and blaming the tool and we've been doing this since prohibition now let me qualify that prohibition of alcohol and it's it's never going to solve the problem, Kelsey. It can't no. stop the problem. And we've had, I mean, we had a very similar bill from, what was it, 1994 to 2004 during the Clinton administration. Yeah. And um, I think, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure violent crime went up during those years. Um, you know, so obviously it didn't work the first time. I don't know why they think it'll work the second time with more on the market, you know, more in the hands of law-abiding citizens than there was then. Yeah, I would would you not hate to be the guy whose job it is to go collect AR15s? Well, and <laughs> luckily they haven't hit that point yet. It grandfathers everything in that's already in possession, but, but you can't sell, you No, can't. you can't transfer um magazines. I read it. I was very intrigued. Um it bans personal transfer of magazines. You mean if I had a a, a magazine that hold over held over 10 rounds? Yep. And you were looking for one, and I said, here, Kelsey, I got extras. You can have this. We are I'd now both felons. Yeah, we're now both felons over that. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a mess. My fear is that the American public are looking at these shootings like Uvalde and others and thinking, well, maybe it's time. We got to do something. And they'll apply enough pressure that somebody will cave. Or they'll continue introducing bills this extreme, this dramatic, and then eventually one's going to come through that's a lot less radical, and then people will cave. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll, we'll watch it, uh, the Second Amendment erode uh, one little bite at a time yep. uh, until suddenly we are all incredibly vulnerable. Uh, coming up in a little while, show and tell, and uh, boy... Yeah, a couple of straight arrows here. They, they've come up with some interesting uh, weapons uh, to bring on board. And uh, we'll chat about that a little later. Also, a story out of Ohio. I'm almost tempted to jump into this first. Maybe I'll do this, uh, maybe I'll do this now. Um, one of the things that I have argued is that if you want to protect kids in school, you have to get rid of the anti-gun legislation. Uh, school boards have to wake up and say, look, uh, we're better off having people who can defend uh, the kids than, uh, than uh, unarmed uh, people throwing erasers in uh, river rocks. And in some areas, they're doing it. Now, in the state of Missouri, 
school boards can make that choice. Uh, unfortunately, in Columbia, Missouri, where we're headquartered, they haven't. But other parts of the country, they have. In fact, uh, in, uh, in Rittman, Ohio, there's a kindergarten teacher who has been doing all of this training uh, to protect her kids. She positioned a bookcase by the doorway in case she needs a barricade. Uh, she's got an orange bucket uh, with uh, district-issued emergency supplies. <laughs> Wasp spray to aim at an attacker. Uh, tube sock to hold heavy objects to hurl at an assailant. Uh, but after the uh, this uh, shooting in Uvalde, Texas, she felt a little bit desperate. Uh, so her school is in an older building. They don't have automatic locks on classroom doors. They have no police officers on campus. And she said, we just feel helpless. It's not enough. And she decided she needed something a little more powerful. And I am pleased to tell you that she uh, she opted for a 9mm pistol. She signed up for training that would allow her to carry the gun in school. Um, and she asked to be identified by her first name only because uh, the school district rules that uh, restrict information about employees carrying firearms. That all makes sense. You don't want anybody to know. And she is going to be able to defend the kids that uh, that she is uh, in charge of. Uh, a decade ago, they, rate, uh, they write, uh, it was extremely rare for everyday school employees to carry guns today after a seemingly endless series of mass shootings. The strategy has become a leading solution. Well, all I can tell you is it's about time. I don't know why anybody would resist having a good guy with a gun available to stop a bad guy with a gun. We'll kick this around for a few seconds because we've already talked about it a lot. Powderhorn Guns and Archery on board with us this morning on Gary on Gun. It is uh, it is uh, Powderhorn Guns and Archery in, uh, in studio with us. And uh, we've got uh, Kelsey and Brian with us. Uh, we just talked about uh, schools in Ohio, and I know in Missouri that uh, you can do this if the school board approves. I don't want to dance on this for too long. I just do this very lightly. Uh, Brian or Kelsey, do either one of you know of any school systems in Missouri that have, uh, you know, said, oh, great, we'll do this? I think Hallsville did. Did Hallsville do that? I think so. There was talk of it, at least. If they did, move to Hallsville. Yeah, well... Really? They're, they're getting... <laughs> Hallsville's a very small community. Um, it is growing rapidly. So I went through Hallsville pre-K through 12. Um, excellent school system. Absolutely loved it. Um, and it is growing rapidly. But it's it's a nice place to go to school. Yeah. I think. Be a safe place if that's, in fact, what they've done. Yeah. Uh, and I certainly hope other schools, uh, other school boards uh, do the same. Uh, up in New York... Uh, Governor Hochul bragged that the uh, New York State Police have made progress in their push to crack down on guns. Now, you know that New York is one of the states that are really difficult to own and bear arms. I and mean, they, they throw every obstacle in the world out there. They've got every form of gun control you can think of. And she's bragging because apparently uh, they seized this year twice as many guns as the year before last. And she thinks 
wow, we are doing a good job. Didn't they just have a guy kill a bunch of people on a train? Yeah, never mind that. Just, oh, okay. Sh- sh- <laughs> you can't bring that Oops, up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Nene Perlene. Uh, entering the eighth month of the year, the state cops have snatched some 800 guns. 104% year-over-year increase. Brian, how is that possible in the state of New York? They've got the strictest gun control laws, practically the strictest uh, in the entire country. If they worked, how would they be gathering twice as many? It doesn't have to make sense, Gary. Uh, it, none of it makes any sense. And it's the whole thing is just a mess. But that is, that's their goal is to gather as many as they can gather and get rid of as many as they can get ready, rid of, whether it's right or wrong or not. It doesn't really matter to them. They're, the end justifies the means, and the, this is the means. But doesn't this expose the lie? Because the, the excuse that they're giving is, uh, well, people are going out of state and buying guns. They'll go down to Virginia or they'll go someplace where they can get guns. But you and I know that's illegal. If somebody from uh, Ohio walks into Powderhorn Guns and Archery and says, I want to buy that uh, that Ruger, you would say, terrific. Uh, we'll ship it to Ohio to a gun dealer, uh, an FFL uh, licensed dealer, and uh, you can pick it up there, right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, the, then then they're not Wait. buying them out. What? <laughs> Sorry. We actually have a list um, hanging up behind the front counter of states. So we can sell long guns to certain states. There are no across-state line handgun sales, period. Right. End of story. Um, unless you're a like a dual resident, like you have multiple state residences, you pay property taxes in multiple states. There's some very fine... I guess exceptions. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but long guns, even like I can't sell a long gun to a Texas resident. Texas can only buy from contiguous states. So I have to follow that law as well as Missouri state laws (laughs) or like (laughs) Illinois. We have to see the Foyd card and wait the 72 hours before you sell them a long gun. Correct. But handguns have to be shipped regardless. Period. End of story. So New York residents aren't heading down to Virginia and uh, buying a handgun and bringing it back into the city. Not legally. <laughs> no. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa. Are you suggesting that criminals will violate the law? I, I mean, I guess. Then that explodes this whole myth. <laughs> gun control isn't the answer. It's like the gun show loophole. Yeah. I haven't found it yet. I'll Not, let you know when I do, though. Yeah, keep looking. Yeah. Keep looking. I, I, I'd love to find out where that is. Uh, anyway, so uh, the whole point of this is that none of this, none of these gun control laws are working anywhere. Uh, and, uh, and they keep pushing for more at the federal level, at the state level. Uh, they're doing some things in California that are just literally outrageous. However, I will tell you that... One of the new laws in New York is um, encouraging business owners to put up signs saying they welcome concealed carry holders. Uh, Their concealed carry restrictions take effect uh, September 1st, and most private businesses in the state are going to become gun-free zones by default because this new law says if you want to... You don't just put a sign up that says no guns allowed. You have to put a sign up that say guns are allowed. And if you don't put that up, it's assumed you're not allowed to carry. 
So um, most private businesses would be gun-free zones without, you know, pursuing actively uh, a sign and, and putting on the door and saying, you're welcome here. Under the legislation approved by the lawmakers in the days following the Supreme Court's decision in New York rifle and pistol, writes uh, the folks at the NRA, uh, virtually all private businesses will be off-limits to legal gun carriers unless they specifically post a sign. Uh, the rule is one of several new restrictions that are being challenged in court. But in the meantime, some Second Amendment advocates are doing all they can to encourage businesses to adopt an open-door policy when it comes to concealed carry. And apparently, it's working. Lots of these businesses are literally putting those signs up, telling uh, customers, if you conceal carry, come on in. What? It's a shame they have to, to go out of their way to encourage that. But then that's, you know, New York and the progressives, uh, they, they just write some strange laws. Well, I sure do hope that the people of, of New York set the, set the stage and prove them all wrong by every business putting up one of those signs and inviting the masses in uh, to exercise their rights in the safest way possible. I want every business there to put that sign on their door. Do you guys, when you see a no guns allowed sign, do you uh, turn around and walk away and not give them any money? Do you conceal carry anyway, figuring what they don't know won't hurt them? Uh, or do you uh, put your firearm back in your vehicle and then go in? I Kelsey? typically vote with my dollars, personally. You vote with your dollars. You just won't go in. See, and I very rarely see signs... Because there's, there's actually parameters that have to be met. It has to be a certain size sign. It has to be at every entrance. Um, has to be readily visible. There's some rules that they have to follow for it to actually have, like, legal standing. And I don't know that I've found anywhere that actually has that. Like, you know, the mall has, like, a little no weapons sticker on the door. Um, but that technically doesn't count. And what there they don't was, know won't hurt them. There was one door that didn't have that sticker. And uh, I don't want to say anything because they'll be able to go around and slap Stick a it. sticker up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you go in through that door, apparently you well, get away it, with it. Well, and like, I also carry a pocket knife everywhere, and that's considered a weapon in a lot of places. But, I mean, sometimes you just need to be able to open a dang box. Uh, well, is, isn't there a limit on the blade size? I don't know. I, I don't think, think there, so. I think there is. Oh. But well, there you go. But to be considered pocket, a weapon. Pocket yeah. knife size would be considered a weapon, I think, in most cases. Mm, whoops. Well, in any case, uh, if you run across one of those businesses, I frankly wouldn't give them my money. Well, obviously, it's nowhere I go, so... <laughs> yeah, you're in the clear. It, it, whoops. <laughs> All right, we're up against the clock. Powderhorn Guns and Archery, on board with us this morning on Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. 35 minutes after the outer. After the outer. That's if you take our and powder, like powder horn guns and archery, and you mash those words together. You just invented a new word. I did it myself. We you you just, guys are free to use it if you want. That needs to be our new radio ad. Yes. Just that right there. That alone. You just say that and everybody will go, powder horn guns and archery. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, Brian is in with uh, Kelsey from Powderhorn. Uh, you were talking about the gun show loophole. And uh, Stephen Crowder went looking for it. So, Kelsey, you don't have to. Um, here's the result of his search uh, for the uh, gun show loophole. 
Well, I was told that I could go to a gun show and there would be no background check. So there would need to be a background check? That's a problem. <laughs> I was told by the president that I could go here. You believe him? That's a felony and 20 years and I'm not going to mess with it. Uh, no. A DUI. And it's like, I can't buy a gun. Yep. I hit a woman, but she was jaywalking. Pregnant. It was her fault. I bought cash. You think I'm going to go to jail or that? No, no way. Yeah, it was two in the afternoon. Oh, okay. And I shot someone. So don't even go down that road. Because what you're asking is for somebody to commit a felony. But it's a gun show. Yeah. While you're asking them to do that, you're committing a felony as well. Would they sell to someone who's run over a pregnant woman? Damn it. But just to be sure, we went to other gun shows and dealers, too. Real quick. Sorry, I'm in a hurry. Can I get a gun here without a background check? Son of a bitch! Turn down for what? So, here, that's just wrap it up and go, right? With the new... I don't need a background check, correct? What do you mean? I can just package this up and take it, right? Hey, what is this? This is a mixed background check. Oh, what kind of, what is this? This is, you can't buy a gun anywhere in the state unless you fill out paperwork. I thought at gun shows you didn't have to do a background check. Oh, no. No, no, no. Well, what about just like the, like, can, can you just do it like the gun show loophole where people don't have to do the background checks? It's common practice. So there's no way for me to get this out of here without a background check? Correct. There's no way to get it out of here without a background check. got to fill this out. That's okay. the way it works. Technically, I could fill out whatever I want, right? Well, yeah, I have to have your license, your driver's license. You come to a gun show, you got an FFL dealer, you fill out a next background check. Okay, all right. So, but like you said, it's just, I can just, just fill out, uh, I'm hearing you. You pay for the gun. I have cash if that's the problem. It doesn't matter. Answer these questions here. I think I'll fill it out with, in a way that will be satisfactory. Gosh. And you can just fill out whatever. I mean... We're gonna. What is this? This is a penis. Then what? What's the closest thing I can get? A semi-automatic rifle. Without a background check. Nothing. Treat it like a gun show loophole. I don't. Wrap it up. I don't. Bag know. it up. <laughs> well, what do you mean? What do you have a problem with? Real quick, I'm in a hurry. Okay. Can I get a gun here without a background check? You will not be able. Horse. I'm not a fan of the FBI. Oh, I understand. I, and I, I, I get where you're coming from. Therefore, that's a penis. So hold on a second. Let me address this. I can see. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That saved me a bunch of time. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I, that's what I was trying to do, Kelsey. I know how busy you are at Powderhorn Guns and Archery. I know that well. Ruined my uh, weekend plans. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go to gun shows looking to buy one uh, through that loophole that doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um down in Georgia, they've got a uh, a gun control law that uh, they passed uh, some time ago, uh, and it's it's kind of in the news now uh, because they there was a, a concert they were going to have and and they canceled the concert because of the the gun control law, and they the usual argument was being made that if you know if we don't restrict guns, there is going to be blood on the streets. I mean, every single state, community, any place, everywhere where they've tried to say, you know, you can legally carry a firearm, the argument has been there will be blood on the streets. 
Uh, so this is in the news. A Georgia gun law enacted eight years ago cited as the reason for this week's surprise cancellation of Music Midtown required public parks to be among the places legal gun owners were allowed to carry firearms. Opponents of the law said it would spike gun violence, but apparently Atlanta uh, crime data indicate the argument is debatable at the very least. Uh, well, gun owner, uh, well, gun violence did go up. The data show that from 2010 to 2014, the number of shooting incidents in the city rose by 26 percent. But from 2014 to 2018, the next four-year period, after they were allowed to carry guns, they only rose by 19 percent. So it went up more slowly. It literally was like putting the brakes on. Democrats promised that the sky would fall, and it didn't, said Brian Robinson, who's a top uh, aide uh, to deal in 2014. In other words, the increase following the law's passage, uh, it passed in 2014, is less than it had been in the same period before the passage. So the claim that the streets would run red with blood, and it didn't happen. Wouldn't you think they'd come up with a better argument than that? I mean, because it's, isn't it... Brian, isn't it every damn time somebody says you should be allowed to carry that they come up with that same stupid argument? Every time, for as long as I can remember, and I can remember quite a while back, uh, they've been making this argument for longer than than I've been paying attention, and they will continue to forever. But it's it has never gotten any more valid. Uh, it's always been completely invalid, and history proves it. But the media doesn't really talk about that very well. They just don't seem to want people to be able to protect themselves. California is in the news, Kelsey. Apparently, uh, the governor signed a law that, uh, well, it's been challenged uh, by the NRA. Uh, they backed a lawsuit, a coalition of groups uh, that offered to promote youth firearm safety shooting sports and youth hunting and hunter education programs filed a lawsuit because of this new law, this new statute that prohibits them from promoting these programs. The real danger with the bill is that it vaguely and broadly prohibits any advertisement promoting firearms or their use that, quote, appears to be attractive to minors. Uh, the bill lists several vague factors that in indicate whether something would be attractive to minors, including colors or caricatures that minors might find attractive or featuring a minor in an advertisement. So any youth firearm safety, hunter education, or shooting sports program can't be promoted in California without running afoul of the law. Which is kind of scary, because that would include programs like 4-H, FFA, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, how about Eddie Eagle? Yeah. And apparently all magazine articles must now be in black and white, right? Because colors are attractive to minors. Yeah. Yeah. They're... they're... I hate that state. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonder. I would love to live in California. It's a beautiful state. Yeah. It's just ruled by the wrong people. I, they... And I, I mean, I could, I could go into the Monday through Friday show and 
talk about all the things I hate about California, but it's not the people, it's not the state per se. It's a beautiful state. It's uh, it's the politicians they elect. This might but, be one of the more troubling things we've talked about, really, Gary. Um, the pro the pro Second Amendment community, the pro gun community, have forever been advocates for early and effective education on gun safety, gun handling, proper techniques, um, the four rules of gun safety, all of the things that are just they're they're almost scripture to the gun community, and they are prohibiting the thing that we find to be most important, and that's teaching safe handling at the earliest age possible. Yep. You'd, you'd think you would want your kids to know uh, you can't point a gun at anybody if you're, that uh, if they find a gun, they should find an adult, uh, that they shouldn't touch the gun, uh, that all guns are... You'd think they would want that education because it would serve to protect those kids. Absolutely. The problem is that would actually work and they're not interested in effective solutions. Are they really that naive? I yeah. mean, are they really that naive that they think somehow this is going to work? Yes. And you don't think I, it's just it's it's plain ignorance is all it is. I it I mean, these are people that don't have anything to do with firearms. They don't understand how they work. They don't understand the basic concept behind firearm safety. And this is a hundred percent fear and emotional based response. Is what I think uh, makes me uh, really crazy is that I can't understand how they could possibly be convinced that this is somehow going to result in what they want. When you can look at New York or uh, Chicago or Los Angeles, uh, any major urban area where they've got all their strictest gun control laws. It doesn't work. You'd think somewhere along the line they'd go, hey, look, we're, we, we tried. We thought this would work. We're going to stop. Instead, they double down. Every I, time. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's either in a, a case of incredible naivete or they've got a bigger game in mind. And it's not to protect people by limiting uh, uh, handgun uh, carry or, or sales. Uh, it's got to be something much, much larger. But that's uh, that speculation, I guess I could save for the Monday through Friday show because I think that would be political. All right, we got uh, Powderhorn Guns and Archery, and I want you guys to notice that I didn't once screw up the name. Yet. I, I deserve credit for that. Because <laughs> Brian tried to get me to say Powderhorn Guns and something else. <laughs> Ammo, but I wouldn't say it. It's archery. <laughs> it's archery. It's archery. It's Gary on guns, powder horn guns, and archery. Brian, I want you guys to know uh, because uh, Brian uh, can talk to me, uh, so you guys can't hear. And before we come back live, he starts saying, "Guns and ammo. Guns and ammo. Guns and ammo." <laughs> He's trying to get me to screw up the name of Powderhorn Guns and Archery. I mean, we can officially petition to have it changed, but... I No, I think what we should do is uh, change producers. I think that would, <laughs> that would that be would... easy, but, it, you know, it took you two years to get it right. <laughs> and so, you know, we were just kind of going with the flow. No, we. There's no we uh, in this. You. No, are... all of us. 
You're no. you're the man, odd man out, and you are odd. <laughs> <laughs> but unlike you, I am a man. All oh. right, there we go. Uh, let's let's go on before he responds and I, and I end up slapped down. Or he just walks out. Yeah, whatever happens first. <laughs> <laughs> then we just talk for an hour and a half. <laughs> Uh, an 80-year-old store owner in Norco, California. I don't know if you saw this video or not. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he had cameras uh, on the outside of the store, and he had a shotgun. And he's looking at the camera. This uh, BMW uh, parks out front, and he sees them get out of their uh, BMW, which, by the way, it turns out later was stolen, uh, with uh, an, an AR-15 and other guns. So... He, when they walked through the door, was ready. He shot the guy, and I mean, they went screaming. The guy is yelling, he shot my damned arm off. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, yeah, you arrogant SOB, you deserved it. And then some. Yeah, and then some. Mm -hmm. The arrogance of people to think they should be entitled to your hard work. I don't know, that... I always think I would love to be standing over them and say, was it worth it? Was it worth it, you a-hole? I well, don't know. And especially states like California where they're habitually trying to make everybody a soft target, you know, to walk in like that and expect no retaliation. You mean the the, the criminal once again uh, wasn't following the law? Correct. What an what, odd idea. What a surprise, huh? We're all shocked. Yeah, shocked. I love that video. I love watching that guy screaming in pain, <laughs> rushing for the uh, SUV. Um, it, one uh, With one suspect driving, the footage shows at least three others rush into the black BMW, which was reportedly stolen, before quickly speeding out of the parking lot. Reports say that all four suspects showed up at a local hospital. I mean, they were so stupid uh, that they all four went into the hospital. You'd think they'd tell the guy who's injured, you go in, we're going to ditch the car. No, they all went in. Not usually the smartest. Yeah, <laughs> easy peasy for the police. <laughs> uh, he saw on the surveillance, he saw them coming out of the vehicle with weapons, uh, said uh, one of the uh, store employees. I'm proud to call him boss. This poor guy had a heart attack. Uh, he's 80 years old. He had a heart attack. So, Brian, if that heart attack had been fatal... Those four would have been guilty of murder, would they not? I would sure think so. They had uh, a they had a direct uh, influence on the outcome by their actions. So it seems to me that they would be uh, at least in part responsible, if not wholly. Yeah, but he, he, they got lucky. Uh, he pulled through, and uh, he apparently is doing all right. But boy, I love a good story like that. That's like a happy ending, a fairy tale ending. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's pretty neat. Uh, now, you guys brought in more than just firearms this week. Well, the second half of our name is, in fact, archery. Oh, Brian thinks it's ammo. I think you think it's ammo. Depends oh, on the day, ask. though. Uh, Brian, would you come in next time uh, without her? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, rats. Okay. You stuck with me. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Townhall.com has an interesting article. See, the consequence of the Democrats' latest anti-gun bill is nothing new. We've seen it before. Uh, they're just uh, their own worst enemy when it comes to gun control. The more they talk about it, the more guns and ammunition sales go through the roof. Have you guys seen a spike of late, or has inflation sort of... It, 
it's weird. We're in a weird situation. So I'm seeing more people that are talking about this stuff. They're not 100% worried about it yet, if that makes sense. Um, so we haven't seen a big push from that. We have seen a steady increase in sales um, on both ends of the store just because it's that time of year. Um, you know, we're starting to see the hunting crowd. We're starting to see the guys that are going out west. Um, definitely the archery people picking up. But inflation's still kind of keeping it backed off a little bit. But we're yeah. definitely seeing people buying ammo, magazines, that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you can't, you can't afford the gas to drive to Powderhorn Guns and Archery, you can't yeah. buy the gun. Yeah. Uh, or the archery. Yeah, the, the, that's the other thing. But, but uh, uh, Barack Obama... Uh, was their best salesperson. His party, um, did, over 100 million firearms got purchased under the Obama presidency. Biden won't get close to that figure because he'll be a one-term president. But uh, this latest attack on modern sporting rifles will surely drive sales, they write. Even when the bill has zero chance of passing, anti-gun chatter on the Hill sends law-abiding Americans scrambling to buy more guns. Uh, Stephen Gutkowski uh, of uh, The Reload has more. The bill makes it illegal to make or sell assault weapons, that's in quotes, uh, which it defines as semi-automatic centerfire rifle capable of accepting a detachable magazine and featuring one or more banned accessories, pistol grip, adjustable stock or flash suppressor, and it bans certain semi-automatic shotguns and handguns. It's modeled after the 94 ban that expired in 2004, a little bit broader uh, than that ban, uh, which allowed uh, one banned accessory. So you could still buy an AR-15. They would just alter the way they make them like they did in 94. Well, or like if you look at any California-compliant gun, um, they have, it's really sad. Um, so California-compliant guns do not have flash suppressors. They have a fin from the pistol grip to the stock and uh, what's called a bullet button. So that does not make your magazine release easily accessible. All right, we'll, we'll cover a little more of this ground and find out what uh, you brought in uh, for uh, show and tell. I'm Gary on Guns.